GateWorld.net presents an exclusive interview with In John Smith. Well, John, it's great to uh, finally sit down with you and talk to you. Good to be here. Um, tell us a bit about how you got your start in the industry. Uh, you've said in the past that this business is sort of something that shows you and you got into it by default. I did. Um, well, I, um, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, which um, wanted to do a, a television series basically based on what I did for a living uh, years ago. I was a, a what you call a beachcomber, which in, in on the west coast of British Columbia is someone that salvages uh, logs, etc., on the coast. Of course, in the Polynesia, it's somebody that a bum that walks along the beaches picking up shells. But it's a legitimate business here. It's called log salvaging. And um, I got interested in that when I was quite young, and uh, that's what I did for a living. And uh, the uh, CBC, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, uh, through a fellow, a producer by the name of Philip Keatley, decided to do a television series based on that particular line of work. And um, they came to my hometown, and um, we own a building that's right in, like a waterfront building right in um, Lower Gibson's where I grew up that was perfect for the main film set for them. It was uh, one of the characters in the series was a person by the name of Molly and she had a, a kind of a diner restaurant called Molly's Reach and this became the main film set. And I was of course a beachcomber so uh, the uh, production people wandered down the dock and they saw these boats there and they were interested and uh, they said well you know, who owns these boats and my father and I happened to own the boats they were interested in uh, in uh, using as the uh, the main character boats on the show, and I, I, they asked me if I would be their technical advisor. So I, it was supposed to be a four month job. Uh, so that's what I did for four months, um, and then the series was very popular, and it w went on for 19 years in in Canada, 16 of which so I did. Bit more of a time commitment. It was a huge time commitment, and uh, of course I had my other business to run, so I couldn't just strictly do that. I had to in those days. I'd film with them during the day when they wanted, and then I'd go get my other work done. I'd work around the clock kind of thing just in order to, because you never knew whether it was going to be the last year. I mean, they would get budget money like early in the spring. They'd phone up and say, we're going to be doing it again. So you never knew. It never was a long-term job in my opinion, but uh, over the uh, years of doing that, other production companies came to Vancouver wanting to do, you know, the, the, the film industry in BC became a bigger industry, and uh, of course I was the only person had boats and equipment working on the water. We kept developing new things, so um, uh, I'd worked on a, on a ton of other uh, productions. Just as, you know, as a boat operator, rented them boats or, you know, um, did boat stunts and things like that. And um, I'd done this um, film for a, a guy, a producer out of uh, MGM called Chris Seitz. And, um, I managed to uh, do this job that was, uh, in their opinion, a hard job to do. It wasn't a hard job at all, but it, it appeared to be, and uh, it impressed this guy. And um, so he phoned me up about three years later, and he said, "We're um, uh, MGM wants to do a, uh, a production of the uh, the uh, Sea Hunt series. Would you be interested in working on it?" And I said, "Well, never done anything like that, but sure." So anyway, um, local producer by the name of Blair Murdoch owned the project, and. Uh, the uh, uh, another producer um, uh, who I knew through he was a director on Beachcombers. Um, I became the production manager on the project, and uh, I got permitted into the directors' guild, and uh, I never looked back. I've been doing it ever since, so it was kind of interesting. And and then years later, 
Chris Seitz ended up doing a television project, and I was doing uh, another one for NBC, I guess, at the time. And our two shows were, were um, airing at opposite times, so he'd phone up and say, oh, my ratings are better than yours this week. <laughs> it was, it was kind, of, kind of funny. It was, it was really an interesting... Like a sibling it, it was. He was a terrific guy, and uh, I haven't talked to Chris for years, but, uh, you know, uh, one of the... One of the um, like a very, very cool, very smart uh, American producer. For those that are unfamiliar, uh, let's add some detail. What does a producer, whether it's executive or otherwise, uh, have to do on the television? Well, I was basically, um, even though I got a credit as an executive producer, I was my function was basically being a line producer, and the executive producer credit came along basically because I'd been on the show forever. It was sort of a, a thing that uh, it was an honorary uh, thing, I, but my function was mainly line producing, and. Um, Part of that job is, of course, you know, getting having a good rapport with the cast, and and uh, I did have a good rapport with the cast. I probably knew the the cast would come to me and talk about things, you know, that sometimes it wouldn't go to other people and talk about. And uh, you know, that was um, that was a lot of fun having that relationship with uh, you know people because it's difficult having a social relationship sometimes with people you work with. But uh, the cast of SG One uh, was, you know, really. Pretty interesting people, and and all in their own right, normal human beings, as much as an actor can be a normal human being. So, um, you know, Rick, Rick and I got along like a house on fire, and and uh, Rick, early in in his days on SG One, learned to respect Brad Wright as the uh, executive producer. So Brad and Brad got along well with Rick too. But Rick and I be, we became sort of like brothers, and he liked my wife a lot. They're they're um, you know they're sort of like a brother sister relationship, and. Um, you know, we became social friends. We hung out together. He's been up to my cabin, you know, water skiing. Taught his daughter how to water ski and stuff. And we just became really good friends. And um, you know that. But my main job as a um, as a uh, a line producer is you're responsible for hiring and firing the crew and and making sure we get the film in the can on budget and responsibilities of of you know making sure that the money that's allotted us to spend over the season was spent and spent judiciously and uh, not overspent. And, uh, you know, that's a collaboration between, uh, I'm only as good as the writers because the writers can write, you know, we need 50 hot air balloons in this episode and that's what we got to have. Well, if you can only afford 10, then I'm, I'm in trouble. But, you know, between the writers collaborating and, okay, well, we, this is what we can do. This is what we, you know, we'd always push for the, the, the ultimate limit and try and get as much production value as we could, realizing that, you know, if we spent a million dollars over on this episode, that we'd have to save it over the next eight or ten or whatever. Bottom line is, at the end of the year, you had to be on budget, and and uh, for most years we were on budget. And uh, when we weren't, it was um, it was um, given the grace of MGM said, "Go ahead, spend the extra money." MGM was a great company to work for the, over the tenor, especially with um, Charlie over the last few years. Um, it's been you know it's been terrific to work with him. He's very understanding. He liked the show. Which is very helpful if your production people like what you're doing. I mean, it makes a difference to us as the people that are pulling it off. In addition to um, your work uh, producing on Stargate, you're also an executive producer on Sanctuary. Um, what challenges um, do genre series in general provide that you may not have in other programs? Uh, you're talking about the virtual, the be it virtual or just genre series in general in terms of. You know, more effects necessary. And well, SG One, SG One was notoriously a big effects, big effects series. It was a bigger series. Um, you know, the the budgets reflected that. Um, you know, we spent a lot more money on SG One than than uh, 
um, Sanctuary, and, and again on the new show, I mean our budgets are, are double what Sanctuary spends. Uh, it's a different type of show, and um, you know there's not a lot of action. There's not a lot of big effects. There are effects, but not nothing the same as a big action show where you have a huge cast. Um, I'm not involved with Sanctuary anymore. I, um, I'm not doing it. I I, I did it. I got it going and uh, did the first year and. Um, the yeah, uh, but you know. Sayonara. It's uh, the fun for me is getting getting them uh, going and making you know making sure that it, it happens. And one, once you get the foundation of a project built, it's usually you know they roll along after that. You also mentioned in the uh, Q and A that uh, just happened a little bit earlier that you've kind of stepped back now from SGU. I've totally stepped back from SGU. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, um, last year as well. Um, you know, with a new, it's it's really hard to do that. But when you have a new production team coming in, I mean, you have to let them. Let them go. On my, I'd, I'd come in two or three days a week to the office and see if everything was going good. That was with the agreement I made with um, with Brad and said, you know, if, if just I'm at the end of the phone line here, if you want. I was feeling a lot of uh, uh, I'm sure questions from the crew because it was my crew. So I was getting a lot of, uh, you know, why are we doing this? It's not the same when you're not here, and you know all the other things. But you know, you got to watch that. You have to let the new, the new um, guys come in and, and do what they got to do. And, and is there uh, obviously there's other things you want to do with your life and you know other paths that you want to explore. But is there a certain sadness that goes along kind of letting that be? Totally. I mean, you go from working 15 hours a day um, with the same group of people, and um, you know I was spending more time. In, uh, on the film set and with my crew than I was at home with my family. Um, so that makes a difference. But, oh, there is definitely a sadness, but uh, I'm fortunate I have a, um, a good life uh, to go to. Like, we built a, a house up on the coast, and uh, my affiliation with the water has always been something that I've missed. Uh, I mean, I'd get away in the boat uh, on the weekends, and, and we had a cabin. We you know, taught all the kids how to water ski, and you know, I'd still do a little diving and stuff. But... Uh, I was really looking forward to getting back on the on the salt water, and now I'm out every day. I've got uh, I've got more boats now than I had when I was making my living with boats. Uh, not the same type of boat, but you know I I, uh, I like fishing prawns and crabs, and uh, so I do that, and you know supply our whole neighborhood with fresh seafood, which is kind of fun. And um, you know I am going to I am going to do some other productions. Um, but I don't. I don't want to work 12 months of the year at it anymore. I, I, I would love to do, you know, an interesting project. But uh, and I'm working on a couple of interesting projects. But as far as actually going and getting into the grind of it, yeah. no, I'm I'm getting. Uh, well, it's not life's too short. But I've seen a lot of my friends in this industry pass away um, a lot younger in life than they should have been. I don't want to be there. I, I mean, uh, I really enjoy. Uh, other other aspects of the industry, and uh, you know, th and it's afforded me uh, an, enough um, uh, financial security that I can I can uh, you know I can go and do a few things that I really want to do. And I, we collect art. I love I love I, I can spend a whole day in an art gallery, and and you know the time goes by really quickly when you do that. So I'm just enjoying getting out and doing doing some other things. I do uh, miss. Miss the crew. I miss the. Uh, I miss the. Uh, you know that static energy you have from producing a show like Stargate. The uh, spontaneous decisions that you have to make, and and uh, hopefully you know most of them are the right ones. Uh, but I don't miss. Um, I don't miss the uh, the grind every day because it does. It does get you uh, down after a while. Like you go home at night, it takes you a couple hours to. You do, you don't, don't just go home and go to bed. You you yeah. takes you a couple hours. Not on every day, but some days. Especially when we were doing two shows at once, it was it was 
it was a bit of a deal. Forty episodes a year. For Forty years. episodes a year, and uh, you know, it was it was uh, it was kind of stressful, but uh, it could have affected the quality of either show at all. Maybe. Oh, totally. It would have affected it a, a bit, but you know, I mean, the shows were getting good ratings then, and both of them were. So, um, how it affected it, I don't know. I mean, we just did the best we could, and it was tough on the writers, um, and you know, unbelievable, you know, because again, they had to tailor the scripts. Around yeah, we got a we've got a set coming up with the village. We need a three-week renovation on the village, but you know I've got an episode of Atlantis coming up that's all in the effect stage, and they're both the same places, so you can't build in there and you can't shoot at the same time. So, I mean, we were always <coughs> figuring out different ways to do things, and and the collaboration between writing and production, and and just the physical aspect of the the. Um, the construction crew and the painting crew choreographing what they had to do and then and oh by the way having it finished enough in, in time so that the lighting guys could go in with the director of photography and light the set so when we walked in to shoot for 12 hours it was all ready to go so it was uh, it was a deal but the, the years went by quick and uh, I can honestly say that I ever went home I, I've never ever had to get you know set an alarm clock to get up in the morning it was never about that it was always about you know it's fun to go to work and and uh, uh, you know, it was it was a great great um, experience, and I, I have to say, probably uh, one of the best production experiences anybody could ever have. I don't I don't think anybody's ever done two two at once like that. You know, on that on, on that type of show, smaller projects maybe, but not big ones. As a producer in your years doing it, what would make you happiest on set? What would a big part make you happiest on set? You know, if there was just was it the synergy and things working together the way they should. Oh, totally. I mean, and seeing, seeing, um, you know, when when you read a script, you always, you, you envision as you read it, you know, this is going to look like this, this is going to look like that. And then when you actually see the finished production on the air, seeing an actor like Rick come in and read the thing four or five times, four or five different ways, give it to the, give it to the director and then smoke a, a different one in there and that's the one that we use at the end of it. Just watching, watching that kind of talent and understanding that, okay, that's why Richard Dean Anderson is Richard Dean Anderson. That's why Amanda Tapping is Amanda Tapping. They had an instinct uh, and they, I th I'm sure that it was translated on film or tape because, you know, I mean, you, you actually can read that. If, people, if actors aren't getting along, I can watch a movie and know that the, those two actors don't like each other at all. There's a jealousy thing going there. With SG-1, it was there at the very beginning. Everybody kind of felt each other out, but then it all came together and, and uh, you know, it was, it was wonderful. And seeing, seeing that whole thing, and Atlantis the same. Atlantis was, you know, the first year or two, everybody's kind of figuring out where they're going to be, what, you know, what the character's going to be. The writers are trying to figure out, you know, how, if this actor can deal with the script the way I'm writing it. Is, is his acting credentials going to be able to pull this off? So, you know, after a year or so, you get that all happening. You know that you can write a little bit of comedy for this guy. You can't for this guy. And, uh, you know, putting that all together and then seeing the final project from, you know, you're reading the script eight months beforehand and then there's the finished product, product. it's like, wow, that's cool. And so that was always interesting. Do you have a few more minutes? I've got a couple more questions. Yeah, go. This is up to you. Yep, go ahead. I, I can still, uh, I can do the ferry. Okay. I get, you got about two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll rapid fire this then. Um, has the role of producer changed at all? Has technology in the industry has aged and grown like responsibilities that are there now that didn't exist 20 years ago? 20 years ago in Vancouver, there was not the availability of 
stuff like the that you need to make a television series. Now there's lots of gear, there's lots of cameras, there's competitive, you know, there's different styles of cameras. So, yeah, you have to keep up updated. The the technology in the film with lights, with cameras, with with uh, everything is changing rapidly. So you have to be you have to do a certain amount of research and and keep up with that type of stuff. You want to be Stargate has always been on the cutting edge. We did H, we shot HD before any other uh, shows in in uh, the Vancouver area. There was one company back east that was shooting it before us, but We've always been on the, um, tried to be on the edge of, uh, you know, the new stuff. Mm -hmm. MGM ever gets back on their feet, maybe we'll get some Blu-ray. <laughs> MGM has been terrific over the years. I mean, it really, it's been a wonderful company to work with. They're, they've been really, really good. Right. Um, the economy has affected everything in North America the last year, so, and TV movie productions are no different. What's your outlook on the future? Um, are, are we on the... Upside, upswing of the slump that hit. Um, well, the, slump, the, the the problem in in Canada, of course, is we we shoot our, our television shows are, are budgeted in U.S. dollars, and the U.S. dollar, Canadian dollar, there was up to fifty percent difference. So for every million dollars in U.S. was spent, there was two million dollars Canadian. Now it isn't like that; it's almost par. So it becomes very difficult. Our, our production costs go up every year, but um, you know the the audience doesn't get. The audience is about the same, and um, so you have to try and figure out more ways. There's more than one way to skin the cat. So you know you have to figure out more economic ways to um, shoot the same product or or make the product different, and that's what everybody's up against. But that's that's a timeless thing with with produ production, whether it's television or feature films. It's been like that since the beginning. Finally, uh, you've spent so many years in this franchise and have had a hand in so many uh, different great aspects of it. What message would you give to fans you know, who are thankful for the work that you've put into it and your efforts over the years to make the franchise as a whole as great as it is? Just, um, you know, I mean, for us, it's, um, as production, the, the, if the show is successful, people watching it and buying the products like the TV movies and things like that, then... Uh, you know the show will go on, but as soon as the audience drops off, the ratings drop off, and and uh, it becomes economically not feasible to do the project. There, there won't be the project. It's about as simple as that. And uh, hopefully that doesn't happen for a long time. I mean uh, we've set some records in in uh, longevity already, and hope to continue on with them.